Welcome to Chaintech, the show and podcast focusing on the latest trends in supply chain, procurement, and logistic technology. My name is Max Henry from the Global Supply Chain Council, and together with my co-host and special guest, we explore the personalities, startups, innovators, and industry players driving disruption in supply chain. From early stage to unicorns, and from cutting-edge technology to the people using it to help drive more innovative, agile, and resilient supply chain around the world. This is Chantech. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chantech. I'm your host, Max Henry from the Global Supply Chain Council and Chantech. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the show as we continue to host some of the most interesting chain tech founders and discuss the quick rise of supply chain, logistic, and procurement technology across the APAC region. As we jump into today's conversation, I also want to make sure and remind you that you are aware of our Chantech platform that we recently launched. You can uh, go ahead and visit it at chantech.net. You can also check out uh, some of the previous episodes of the show at chantech.show. Today, I'm being joined. I'm very happy uh, to be able to have, um, you know, a discussion with Vivek Singh, who is the uh, co-founder of Hopstack. How are you, Vivek? Uh, I'm, I'm great, Max. Uh, thanks for having me here. Looking forward to have a great conversation. All right, so let's start with some personal question. Maybe uh, I'd like to understand, you know, a bit uh, your background, what you've done uh, before founding Hopstack. So if you could give us a bit more information about what you've done before, yeah. Uh, certainly. Uh, as you've already introduced, I'm one of the co-founders and the CEO at Hopstack. My primary responsibility here is to head the entire engineering and product operations that is based out of India. Uh, and also responsible uh, in, in a great capacity to build the, uh, the go-to-market strategy for India and the, and the greater APAC region. Uh, before joining Hopstack, obviously, um, you know, I, 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 just to give you my background in a nutshell, I grew up uh, in Varanasi in India, which is, which is a small town up north, more known for its spiritual tourism, not for logistics. Uh, went, to, went to school in Mumbai. That's where I primarily grew up. And then as soon as I was did, did my engineering, I moved to the, to the U.S. for my grad school. Um, went to University of Missouri, did my master's, and was hired by Monsanto uh, right off the campus, right? And I ended up working with Monsanto for a while and basically spent a lot of time uh, working with some of the largest corporations in the Midwest U.S., uh, helping build their warehousing, distribution, and supply chain tech platforms, primarily from the data and analytics so uh, angle. And that's that's how I got my uh, beginnings and the initial flavor of uh, sort of problems within the space. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be wrong to say that, you know, it sort of started to plant it as seed up front. Spent a couple of years in consulting as well, worked with Hitachi, uh, traveled around, uh, took a break from my, the corporate career, back uh, backpacked around the globe, um, then moved further east. A couple of years with Manha- in Manhattan with Bloomberg, and 2016 is when I actually relocated back to India. Uh, during my initial days uh, in India, I was actually a digital transformation consultant for some of the largest corporations here, uh, namely Unilever, Hindustan Unilever, um, 
Imami, Singer in Sri Lanka, optimizing their uh, supply chain and logistics or sort of digitally transforming them. And, you know, that sort of consolidated my hypothesis of uh, building what we are building today at Hopstack. So what was the trigger point for you to actually start or this company? I think the trigger point was primarily my frustrations with the legacy platforms. And I think uh, uh, what I was seeing on the outside world was not necessarily replicated by the software supporting that industry. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the business models were becoming increasingly complex, right? So every, uh, the business models that worked 10 years or 20 years ago were no longer holding up. Uh, we, we see this emerge of e-commerce, the direct to consumer channels, and a lot of businesses had to reconfigure themselves to operate in this omni-channel world. But, you know, their, their software was still confined to the 80s and the 90s uh, that operated more in the uh, traditional wholesale uh, distributor retail model. And it, it took a lot of pain for them to reconfigure those softwares, which is why I saw that gap in the industry and saw that while a lot of softwares are being innovated upon, the, the warehousing and the logistics sta- space is still relying on software that built for the 90s and not for the modern world. So you are a co-founder. You have another co-founder at Hopstack. How did you actually get uh, got together and start as the company? Yeah, this is an interesting story. Uh, me and Goro were building, uh, we're sort of thinking about this problem uh, in two parallel universes. I was actually based out of India then, and, and Goro was obviously based out of Bay Area in the U.S. We were introduced through a mutual friend five years ago. Uh, and, and this mutual f- friend had known Goro for, for the last two decades and uh, because we happened to know the same individual, he all, uh, he connected the dots in a way because he knew two of us who were working or were thinking along the same lines about the same industry. And he was like, maybe you guys should talk to each other and perhaps there's, there could be synergy for you to build together. And that's how it all started. Obviously, there were a few months of uh, whining and dining, <laughs> quoting each other uh, to be able to uh, get that alignment right. In one sentence, tell us what the company is doing, Hopstack. Very simply put, we are a digital platform that optimizes, automates, and digitizes the entire post-purchase order fulfillment journey for brands or for third-party logistics company that enables those brands. So what kind of problem are you solving? So uh, we are simply ensuring that brands and uh, the third-party logistics companies provide a better fulfillment experience to their consumers and they are able to compete with the large retail giants like Amazon and Walmart to provide that two-day shipping experience by streamlining their fulfillment process through our platform. So this is based on the fact that you've seen, as you mentioned earlier, you've seen the solution. Many of them were legacy systems. They could not keep up with, you know, the needs and the requirement of Mm e-commerce. And this is why you created Hopstack, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, The way way we envisioned the platform or the software to be, I mean, there were traditional WMSs that were built on the traditional model, and it was very extremely hard to reconfigure them. We saw the, 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 the warehouse software of the future as one unified platform that can allow any business or brands to run multiple operations from the same platform, whether you run a B2C or D2C, B2B wholesale, or uh, you are running cross-geographical operations, you should be able to run the same thing from one platform and not operate in information silos of five, six different platforms. 
So where is your solution sitting? Because many of your clients probably have an ERP system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a number of logistic tools, WMS and so on. So where, do, where is Hopstack actually uh, feeding into the, you know, that, that landscape of solution that companies have here? Absolutely. Uh, we sit right between uh, the uh, the order channels and the shipping carriers, right? So we we our platform fills the gap in the warehousing and the distribution facility. So we are seamlessly integrated with all the commerce platforms or the ERP system that becomes an inlet to send us the product and order information. Then we obviously run the entire fulfillment through our platform, send that information back to any logistics carrier to connect, to complete the final piece of that fulfillment experience, right? So we sit right between the two. So you're sitting in India, we've seen in the last few years, a tremendous amount of, you know, uh, startups uh, in log tech, you know, a lot of funding. Some of the companies are, you know, have been very successful and also starting to, you know, becoming, uh, you know, uh, uh, global players as well. So what is your view on the current uh, uh, startup scene, uh, especially, you know, for those companies who are focusing on supply chain, logistic and procurement? What's your uh, perspective on what's happening in the, in the sector here in India? Sure. Uh, I think uh, before I answer that question, just wanted to also put uh, a bit of more clarification that while while majority of our team is based out of India, we are a global company in nature. Uh, from most of our customers are from North America, and and we've slowly started to expand into APAC. Uh, having said that, uh, we are very uh, in tune to what's happening in the log tech and the startup ecosystem here in India. I think there are, and the larger world, right? Obviously, we have seen over the last couple of years how pandemic has thrown uh, the entire uh, uh, the supply chain of the entire world into haywire, right? Companies are, uh, supply chains are no longer, a, uh, you know, backroom discussions, but it, are, it has become a more of a boardroom discussion now, right? And hence, everyone is looking at what can they do ahead of time to ensure that, uh, they are totally in in, in to, totally in ahead of um, the consumer expectations, the ahead of market changes, the ahead of external factors that are that could impact their uh, supply chains, and uh, the decision around investing in technology to automate their uh, warehousing, their operations, their last mile, their procurement is no longer an after the fact. A discovery, but it's more of a, it's becoming more of a proactive discussion. So, which is why you will see that a lot of supply chain and log tech startups are raising a lot of, uh, attracting a lot of venture capital, not just in India, but across the globe. Uh, there are a lot of unicorns minting out of the space and um, a lot of corporates uh, actually investing, not just as a buyer, but also as a, as a part of their corporate venture capital and corporate innovation programs trying to work together with startups. So this this is a space that will continue to be at the forefront of venture capital and corporate innovation in, in, in over the next decade or so. So some people are calling it uh, a bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've, you know, we've anticipated, you know, a drying of funding in the coming uh, month or years. Uh, some people are also predicting that a number of those companies whether they're in India or the US, will actually uh, go bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you agree with that? Uh, I I think uh, there's a lot of nuance to that uh, question, Max. If you think of it right, there is certainly a bubble in some part of the startup ecosystem, uh, while while the others are uh, sort of um, very um, you know 
immune to the uh, to what's happening to the uh, what's happening in the in the uh, economy or what uh, or in the capital world right uh, the bubble is primarily in space that were built on uh, lack of fundamentals lack of business fundamentals uh, that were built on problems that doesn't necessarily i would say were a, a pain point but more of a nice to have and and a lot of those companies uh, ended up attracting a lot of venture capital and and we are seeing that bubble burst uh, as the capital crunch is happening today but there are some real key problems and supply chain is one of those right you know you look at you look at providing uh, healthcare access you look at so supplying problem uh, solving supply chain problems providing real quality education these are real problems and if you are building a company around solving these problems on strong business fundamentals i don't think there will be uh, an econo- and a bubble like situation for you or any sort of a uh, long term economic impact okay let's go back to uh, what hopstack is doing uh, can you share with us who actually do you sell to what kind of enterprise are you focusing on smes mid market or other larger players uh, yeah we primarily focus today on smes and mid market uh, mid enterprises uh, if i have to put a number around it we focus anywhere on companies doing 10 million in revenue to up to uh, 500 million in revenue and these are companies uh, that are struggling to stay competitive against large e-commerce and retail giants and they are uh, they would want to have a package uh, software that can automate and digitize their entire process so that's the market we are selling into uh, and most of our customers today come from north america which we slowly over the last year have started to expand uh in in southeast asia and as an extension now to india as well are you focusing on certain sectors or industry or maybe uh, some product categories we are uh, uh we we i, I would say uh, it's more by design than 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 choice i think 3 pls uh, third party logistics companies are the bulk of our form the bulk of our customer segment and we are seeing a lot of traction there and primarily 3 pls that want to operate uh or want to serve both b2b customers as well as b2c customers okay and does he does he implementation but actually you know uh, it must be quite different right because on one side you're talking to brands and and end user shippers and on the other side you have those 3pls is the implementation of the solution you know very different whether you deal with one or, or the other uh it, it is and i think that's that's one of the core hypothesis that we built the platform on and that's the, something uh, which is a core differentiator to us right so what we what we say is whether you're a brand or a 3pl or a prep center you can run your entire operation or you can configure the platform to suit your own operation so we have built the platform in a totally no code paradigm so you can literally uh, uh, drag drop uh, workflows uh, configure processes with a totally without involving any engineer or tech person and create the platform as a digital twin of your own operations right whether you are a brand or a 3pl and that's one of our core differentiating factor we are we don't tell uh, you that how, this is how you need to operate your business but you can configure your business on the platform in fact even if you are a 3pl no two warehouses are the same right and that's where uh, you can configure two warehouses differently on the same platform which is one of the usps that we have as opposed to any other uh, platform out there and in fact we have had customers who have switched over from other platforms to us primarily because of this differentiation 
So you mentioned the competition. I mean, how would you consider to be a competitor right today uh, with with Upstack? Uh, the, 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 the competitive landscape is uh, fairly broad and I always look at, you know, I, I have this thesis that if you're a B2B software, your primary competition is Excel and spreadsheet, right? Uh, and uh, uh, so we are obviously always competing with, uh, with paper and Excel. Uh, and and a lot of our customers are switching over from there and becoming uh, using our fact platform to become to have the de facto digital version of their operation. Uh, but yes, there are competition out there. We have companies in the U.S. who uh, are a cloud first WMS like 3PL Central or Logiva in the U.S. We have companies in Southeast Asia like. Enchanto, we have companies in India like Unicommerce. They all of them have carved, carved out their own niches, and I think uh, we obviously compete against them. We have also have had customers who have switched over from some of those platforms, and we have won deals against some of those uh, competitors. So we are looking at how we could continue to building our differentiation. Can you share with us what is what would be your strategy to compete with those companies which are, you know, somehow competing with you? Especially maybe probably. Uh, focusing on on those companies in Asia as you expand in the region also? Yeah, our strategy is to uh, obviously always, our strategy always been to look inwards and not be bothered about what the competitors are doing. Uh, we work very closely with our customers, understand the pain point at a deeper level, and it helps that me and my co-founder Gaurav and other members of the core team come from this industry, have a very deep experience of this problem statement. Uh, so we understand our customer problems much better. And we are building a platform in tune with what the modern uh, uh, modern landscape is, right? No code configurability, very data-driven. So a lot of optimizations are built by the platform. Not, it doesn't rely on humans to make those decisions. Uh, we are totally integrated across the entire connected world of commerce, be it shipping carriers, ERP, marketplaces, all of that. So these are these are the differentiations that we continue to build on. And one biggest thing that I will say is a lot of, lot of industrial or warehousing softwares in particular uh, that have been built in the past, they almost forgot about the last mile worker, right? The, the worker on the factory floor, the worker on the warehouse operating floor, right? The, the softwares are were so difficult for them to operate that they always struggle to get that last mile adoption. And when we build Hopstack or when we are building Hopstack, we always keep the last mile worker uh, in mind and, and at the forefront of who the primary user of the software is. Okay. So you started in the U.S. and um, and then you, you mentioned earlier that you are now looking uh, to expand into Southeast Asia and maybe in India as well. Whatever some of the challenges you face because U.S., and Asia are very different markets. So can you share with us some of the challenges that you face as you expand here in the region? Yeah. Uh, certainly. They're totally different markets uh, with different uh, pain points. I think in in some aspects, uh, uh, some aspects of this Asia or India lags behind, but in, in some other aspects, they are in at forefront of the technology, right? Uh, some key things that I would mention as a differentiating factor is obviously uh, you know the the difference uh, the difference in currencies, right? So uh, the, the markets uh, in Asia is slightly more price sensitive as opposed to uh, North America. So that's one thing. The, the the second aspect is about the presence of infrastructure, right? Sometimes you will see that not all wi- uh, warehouses are uh, Wi-Fi enabled or internet enabled, and and so you have to ensure that your your platform your solution works for for those customers as well, right? 
and and the third aspect i would say is where i think that india and southeast asia are ahead of lot of the western world where the, these economies are or these countries are very mobile first in nature right and uh, more so and that's why we built the platform in such a way that it operates on every device and lot of our customers here in in the local geography they use our platform the mobile devices so we have to, these are some of the key differentiations that uh, that exist in the two markets and that we have to cater to today how do you promote and market your solution in a mark in a in a region like apac which is you know highly fragmented different countries different culture different language uh you know it must be quite difficult for you uh it is i think uh, uh and we're learning the ropes of it as we are working through working in this market uh some of the challenges uh, obviously come from our personal experiences uh being obviously being from this region as well um and we are using different channels right we are primarily relying on content uh, uh based marketing that's the that's the primary source we are using uh, using today we have not uh, i wouldn't say uh, we have spent at all on paid marketing today right so we do we do lot of content based marketing we do lot of product based marketing and um lot of things uh, are still at the experimentation stage today right okay. so we we are still experimenting in the uh, what works what doesn't works and and perhaps over the uh, next couple of quarters we'll have little more established channels which we already have in the north america uh, north american region right we have pretty much established channels we know what works what doesn't work there yeah but again some of the things that you do in us might not work in 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 asia right absolutely, so absolutely. as you go to places like thailand or indonesia or you know it, it must be quite different yeah it is and, and language is the key thing here right so we yeah. we have to we have to be very very local right and that is uh, that, that is a learning we have and in fact which is why every geography we are expanding we have local teams we have teams in malaysia we have teams obviously in india and we are only focus on markets where we have local presence okay so we are coming out from this pandemic hopefully uh, slowly from this uh what are the some of the lessons that you learn and maybe some of the good things that came out from this i think uh the good thing obviously is very obvious to to everyone out there that supply chain has become a primary focus now right due to the pandemic and and uh, it has sort of made people think about how uh external factors can throw your business off totally right uh in fact design decisions today are made based on how your supply chain is configured right automobiles are constructed based on what components today you can procure or not procure in time so that is probably one of the best things to come out of pandemic which is focus on supply chain focus on automation focus on digitization right and i think every decision that was that that was supposed to happen 3 years from now has gone significantly accelerated in terms of investing in digital technologies so that's that i would say is the best thing to come out of pandemic and and second thing obviously i would say that uh, the world has become in in its own way little more connected remotely right uh, today we could uh, build companies from one place and and still uh, still be global in nature and yeah. that has certainly become little more possible uh, as the world has adapt, adapted to this remotely uh, connected nature or version uh of connectivity do you think that also it help you to actually reach out to client more effectively and be able to have those meetings remotely and do those those demos just on a zoom call right 
Uh, it it certainly does. I think uh, one of the things, one of the factors that we've been totally proud of is uh, we have implemented uh, almost all of our customers remotely uh, and in, in a very complex environment, right? Warehouses and industrial floors are very complex in nature and we have implemented all of our customers remotely. Um, having said that, there are also challenges of uh, being remote, right? And I do, uh, I do see the perks of uh, being uh, present in uh, present in, in in physical way, and I'm sure the uh, the future world will come to a consensus in some form, in some sort of a hybrid manner, right? But yes, today uh, I do see that as an advantage where we could do demos, we could have discussions, we could even deploy totally remotely. Yeah. Okay. When you started Hopstack, did you actually bootstrap a business or raise funding? And could you share with us what is your current uh, funding stage? If it's not confidential, sure. Uh, so uh, we uh, we have been totally bootstrapped from from day one. Uh, we just may, uh, raised a very small amount of funding uh, last year, and that was uh, an angel funding uh, from strategic investors who were from the space or uh, from our own networks. Uh, but we have never raised an institutional funding. We continue to be very very capital efficient, driven by customer rep- revenues as opposed to uh, external funding. We do have plans to raise funding in the future, but uh, that's not something which is extremely imminent. Yeah. Okay. As a co-founder, what will you say is your biggest challenge in your in your current role? Because uh, as you explained earlier, you're covering different aspects of the of the operations the development as well. What what is your biggest challenge, and probably what keeps you awake at night as well? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, uh, two two answers to this question, right? One is obviously as uh, uh, being a co-founder or a founder of a bootstrap company, you're always striving to do more with less uh, and being very scrappy in nature, being very resourceful, uh, especially when you have to compete against extremely heavily funded competitors, right? So that that always is the biggest challenge for me uh, or for us as a team. Uh, and and glad uh, that we have significantly overcome that in in with our core focus on product and innovation. The second thing, what keeps me awake at night? I think two things, right? So one is obviously uh, I'm always paranoid about um, whether I'm doing enough uh, as a founder, as a leader, where uh, with this continues to be an exciting place, an exciting space for all of my colleagues and co- co-workers to wake up every morning and be excited about, right? So that that is something I'm always paranoid and always uh, measure myself in if I'm doing enough uh, to, to continue keeping Hopstack as an exciting place to work at, right? Uh, second thing is I'm paranoid about uh, providing enough value or better value to our customers uh, than anything else out there, right? Um, it never bothers me whether a large funded competition or 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 the likes of Amazon or Google may enter our space. What bothers me or what keeps me awake is always those two individuals in a garage with nothing to lose who can outthink me, right? And I'm always looking over my shoulders to stay ahead of those two driven individuals in the garage. So these are the two things that always keep me awake at night. So you mentioned, yeah, how difficult sometimes it is to share your passion uh, mm-hmm. to the employees, especially in a, in a very dynamic industry, which is the tech sector right now, especially in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, you clearly have turnover. I mean, your employees are not as passionate as you are, 
uh, is that an issue? Do you have to deal with that turnover and, and keeping those, those, those people motivated as much as you are? Yeah, I think we've been we've been fortunate enough to uh, build a core team uh, that is extremely motivated and passionate about this space. Uh, but yes, uh, we have had our share of challenges where there there has been a disconnect between folks coming on board and not necessarily share the same passion for the industry. And my advice for them is always that you know uh, life is too short to not work at a place that you're not really excited about, right? So if yeah, Hopstack, sure. Hopstack is not the place, then I, in fact I'll help you to find that place, right? But uh, let's work here. Let's work together only if if you're extremely excited about being in this space, right? How many employees do you have, both in India and the US right now? If you could share a a, a rough number, yeah. Sure. Uh, We we are a team of close to 25 today uh, with about, uh, that's a combination of full-time employees, interns, and consultants. Uh, About 80% of that is our full-time employees. Okay. How do you see your solutions in the next three to five years? What's, what's your roadmap? What do you want to be in the coming years? Yeah. Uh, what we want to be is an industry benchmark, uh, for, for, for this, for this space. Not only we want to be, uh, the first, op, uh, first system of choice. If you start a warehouse or, or a fulfillment center or a prep center, we want to be the operating system layer. We want to be the Android or the iOS of your warehouse. That's what we envision to be. Uh, and, and that enables a lot of other streams and mechanisms, right? Today, we might only be focused on order fulfillment, but be it your label planning, be it your, uh, uh benchmarking, uh, your shipment experience against any other industry player out there, right? So that, that information will also be available in the platform, uh, where you can sort of benchmark and decide what you need to plan for to provide a similar level of fulfillment experience as any other competition, right? So we, we want to be that core operating system of choice for this industry over the next three to five years. Okay. That's interesting. All right. Maybe a final question before we move to the uh, fire questions with something also we do at each of our episodes. What would be the advice to a new founder who want to launch a startup again, uh, specifically, you know, uh, around supply chain or logistics? Yeah. Uh, I think, um, uh, my, I mean, I, I've, I've founded companies before and I've learned myself from a lot of uh, failures. And my two advice is always go extremely deep into problems, right? Uh, understand the problem better. Don't build a solution and try to uh, f- uh, force fit a problem into it. Always try to understand a problem and don't, uh, you know, talk, get get very close to your customers or your users, right? And then build a solution that someone is willing to pay for, right? Okay. Uh, second thing is do not build a business that is extremely reliant on a lot of capital. Right. So be very cash efficient, be a cockroach before you can be a unicorn. Right. So survivability is the key. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Okay. I've got some quick questions for you just to wrap up on this interview. Uh, let me ask you, uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Window or aisle? Aisle. Your, maybe your favorite action movie? Um, Troy. Okay. What's your favorite sandwich? Um, my favorite sandwich. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the, uh, it's the Bami from Vietnam or we get the, uh, the, the grill sandwich in Mumbai on the streets of Mumbai. Okay. What's your most used app on your phone? Audible. 
Audible. Okay, that's interesting. What's your favorite tool to build your company or to communicate with your employees? Favorite tool, um, Slack and WhatsApp. Okay. If you can, describe the rest of your life in three to five words. Three to five <laughs> words. Uh, you know, so, just a few words, yeah. Uh, someone who worked to build his legacy. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Vivek. It was great having you for this, uh, you know, again, new episode of Chain Tech. Very interesting discussion. Uh, straight to the point, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with what Hopstack is doing and uh, the, the fact that you guys are bootstrapping and, and trying to grow your business, uh, thanks to your customers. And, and as you say, understanding, you know, well, you, the customer needs to, to develop a solution. So I think it was very, very interesting. Very, very refreshing coming from a lock tech company. Thank you very much. And thank you. Thank you, Max. And, and thanks for your audience too for, for tuning in. Okay. So that was again a new episode of Chain Tech with Vivek Singh, co-founder of Hopstack. We'll see you next time again. Thank you.